Hello and welcome to Magnum Shirt. My name is Erin and with me as always is my lovable husband Cameron. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Pretty fantastic. Great. My body's not in pain. So <laughs> that is always a plus. Isn't it, it is. It is. So I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so we are here with another episode of your favorite podcast. Magnum she wrote. Right. And we're going to be discussing the Murder, She Wrote episode, Murder to a Jazz Beat. Yes. And it was released on February 3rd, 1985. A little flavor. Beverly Hills Cop, still doing strong. Wow. But your band, Foreigner, knocked off uh, Madonna Madonna with I Want to Know What Love Is. The worst Foreigner song, in my opinion. I want to know what love is. That actually blew my mind. Because it doesn't feel like they're of the same era. Right. Those two songs. And much less to be the one to be like, knock it off the top with this one. <laughs> this slow ballad. So that was kind of weird. Uh, as you said, the, the episode's called Murder. Murder jazz beat. Church Jazz Beat. Or we're finally back oh, to... Oh, yeah. Uh, I get to butcher the Japanese language. Yeah, Cam from Japan. We get to go back to his stuff because we finally have mm-hmm. titles again. Exactly. So. so get ready to be offended. <laughs> okay. It's a... Uh, Kurara Neto no Susuranaki. Okay. Which means? The clarinet sobbing. And the notes that... Susuranaki is the sound of sobbing. So its meaning is the clarinet sound is sobbing. The sob of the clarinet also works. (laughs) Also, spoiler for the episode... Clarinets cry. (laughs) Yeah. This this is going to be a... The clarinet literally comes to life and starts crying. It starts crying. It's so sad. And it just goes on a killing spree. (laughs) murderous. Oh, it's murderous instrument. <laughs> so we open the episode. Or you, do, would you like to discuss the episode? Would. We never ask that. Do you want to discuss this episode? No. Not at all. Let's stop the podcast <laughs> immediately and leave. It's Let's been stop. great fun, y'all. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> no. Oh, and I should give you the IMDb. Uh, the IMDb. Yes. IMDb synopsis. voice, honey. Yeah. Wow, you were all over the place today. I just I'm keep it tight. Just psyched about this. I love jazz. <laughs> I love New Orleans. <laughs> I love Jessica Fletcher. I'm into it. So much coolness happening. So much coolness. And I should warn everyone: there's no trivia from IMDb this oh, week. Oh, really? And you know what's interesting about that? Everything. Why everything. is there no trivia for this? Usually they'll just because make there something would be, up. Exactly. Cameron Mitchell is in this. So you would think there'd be tons of trivia associated with him. Cameron, Space Mutiny. Space Mutiny, Cameron, Cameron Mitchell. Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen Space Mutiny, go out and get it. Watch it with Riff Tracks, of course. Yes. Riff Tracks Live. Yes. Awesome. And also, I kind of looked at some of the reviews for the episode. One felt vaguely racist to me. <laughs> so I eliminated that one completely. And the other ones were just kind of blah. They, yeah. They, so. so I know we go down to New Orleans in this, and there's a lot of jazz happening, yeah. and it's the 80s. And I go, oh, thank God, it's Murder, She Wrote, not Magnum P.I. We're not going to have to deal with a lot of racism. <laughs> nope, nope, no, no racism on this. <laughs> no. Fortunately. No, fortunately. fortunately. I think everybody's treated with respect. But the only the only gift IMDb could give us this week is okay. a synopsis. And I okay. will do that now in IMDb voice. <laughs> in three, two, two, one, go. A trip to New Orleans. Wait, should I say that more like how you're supposed Maybe to? Maybe you New should Orleans? be louder. No, you say New Orleans. Only a holes who think they can fit in in New, New Orleans, Orleans say Nolans. Don't don't ever say that. Yeah, don't okay. ever. Yeah. They know you're a tourist. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, you sound really. You're not impressing anybody. If you're from like yeah Minnesota, you're yeah. like Nolans. Like you're. <laughs> yeah, don't. It's New Orleans. Okay. okay. Thank yes. you for clarifying. Yes, Thank you're very you. welcome. A trip to New Orleans mm. gets off to an eventful start when the leader of a popular jazz band is poisoned during a performance. Ooh. That's pretty pretty concise uh, synopsis. It is, and it's a fun synopsis, too. Yes. I had a good time. You you like this episode? Are we going to blow that right now? Yeah, I like the episode. Yeah, you like this one? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) I Okay, so we've been listening listening to a lot of Sherlock Holmes books lately. Yes, 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 yes. And I cannot help but make comparisons between the two, Sherlock right. Holmes and Jessica Fletcher. Yes, absolutely. Specifically. Her cocaine use. 
her cocaine use. There's a lot of it. But specifically, the detectives and their stupidity. Oh, gosh. Lestrade is the dumbest detective ever. And I guess Sherlock Holmes started that as cops are ineffective. Yeah, I wonder, did he start that? He had to have. Because were there crime dramas before Sherlock Holmes? I don't really think so. Well, Poe wrote, I want to say, the the Rue... I'm going to screw up the name. He mm-hmm. he actually had... Um, yeah, but if it's Poe, it's probably more psychological. And I keep, and I keep having Poirot, but that's that's no. a, that's someone else. Agatha Christie. Yes. He had his own famous detective that kind Did of predates. I, but, wonder but, if, I wonder if cops, uh, detectives were ineffective think, in that one as well. I want to say, though, the difference would be, I think Poe's detective, and I know everyone's sitting out there yelling at their <laughs> podcast players saying, like, it's this guy, but I don't remember right now. But I want to say, though, he was an actual detective. Okay. So that kind of sets it apart. Cause like, well, then that makes him competent. Yeah. No, we're talking about the consultants. Yeah, when we have a consultant who is yeah. brought in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that we have what? We have that's a sort long of like, history sort of. Sort of like Thackeray Binks from NCIS. You know he's on NCIS? Thackeray Binks. Thackeray on... Binks from Hocus Pocus is on NCIS. On after yeah. the whole Sanderson so I feel... sister <laughs> debacle. Maybe that should be our special edition episode. Hocus Pocus? N- yes, NCIS starring oh, Zachary Binks. Uh, oh gosh, I don't know all those like. But I'm not sure. I'm not shows, sure which I one. I have a real aversion to those. Right, I'm not sure which NCIS version it is because I've never watched them. Because we gotta watch them all. Because okay, so I. Started, Which everyone has Zachary Binks in the lead role. <laughs> I watched some CSI in the early aughts. Okay. Like 2001, okay. like two episodes. Right, right, right. And then I went to the OC. Right, right. But <laughs> got to switch. <laughs> got to switch it up. <laughs> and then there ended up being so many lettered titles yeah. right. that it got confusing. Right. I know there's a CSI Miami just because of the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, which is everywhere. Right. But I don't know of the others. So it might be interesting to do one that we've never seen. Yeah, I guess and so. And it stars Thackeray Binks. Thackeray Binks. Thackeray Binks. Just saying. Okay. Wow, that was a tangent. (laughs) That was a tangent. I'm not even sure what to do with that. (laughs) All right, let's get back to it. Obsessed with Thackeray Binks. We were talking about Poe and detectives. Yes, but but maybe maybe Sherlock Holmes is the first one where you had a consultant who wasn't affiliated officially with a police department, right? Who would come in, and the police would be shown to be. Ineffective and uh, Lestrade is just the worst. He's just the worst. Huh? He really is. I know we make fun of detectives on this show because they're always shown yes. as incompetent, yeah. but Lestrade is like the ultimate incompetent yeah, he's detective. Bad. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Ultimate. <laughs> he takes all the credit, though. Yes, he does. <laughs> and he tells the papers it was all him. <laughs> yeah. And yet, somehow, you get these clients going into homes being like, I heard. You were yeah, being everyone very helpful <laughs> in doing this. And it's like, well, how do you know that? If you read yeah, like, the paper, I, you know it's all Lestrade. Well, I went down to the station. I met Lestrade, and I know he did not do this. <laughs> he couldn't figure out my hair color, so. <laughs> so, anyway, we'll start with this episode, though. Okay. Stock footage, New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica's arrived, mm-hmm. and I guess it's a television station. I thought yes. she said it was a radio program, but then I was like, why no, is there a No, because they set? have a gaudy set, <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, do they make sets for radio? I mean, I know we have a lovely <laughs> set for this, This but is a very intimate recording Very booth. intimate. Very intimate. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I was really confused by that, but I guess mm-hmm. it's a television station. Yes. And she is running late, and she's with a cabbie named Lafayette, mm-hmm. uh, who was played by Garrett Morris of SNL fame. Yes. It, which is crazy to me, because Garrett Morris, to me, seems like he should be doing bigger things at this point. And I guess, you well, know, maybe, maybe he, he didn't. just enjoyed Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe. That's it. You know? That's the maybe answer. Maybe he just wanted to be on Murder, She Wrote. But he, he's driving her around. He's ready to take her out. He's yeah, they, the they hit it off, and so he's like, I'm going to take you on a tour off the meter. Yeah, isn't that nice? Yeah, so That's a free tour guy. of New Orleans from this guy who apparently knows everyone. He, we're going to get and into that. knows their exact location during the times of day. Yes, yes. I think he knows their he's potty like schedules, God. too. He's like God. (laughs) So Jess is like, I can't really do that right now. I would love to. I'm running late. I have this television program Mm -hmm. I have to get to. 
need to be there in eight minutes. And he's like, oh, why didn't you tell me? And then they go like 100 miles an hour to get there on time. Down a one-way street. See, now, this was a big deal for cabbies in the 80s. Right. It seems like most of the programs we watched when it comes with cabbies, they would go out of their way to make you happy. They would go 120 miles per hour to get you to your destination faster. They would tail the car in front of you. Yeah, with (laughs) with the promise of like a a reasonable tip. Yes. They were willing to break laws for you. Yes. They're like, you're like, I need to get across town, and I need you mm-hmm. to murder my wife. And they'd be like, well, okay. There's a good tip for you. And they're like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's late, but Lafayette gets her in time. No makeup. She wouldn't have no. had any makeup. No, before. she wouldn't have been able to sit in the makeup booth, and they wouldn't have even been able to talk about the subjects they were going to talk about yeah. beforehand. Because you have to clear certain subjects in an interview yeah, so before you make it public. Regardless, it wasn't going to go off. No. But she arrives, and there's nobody in the audience. Mm-mm. There's nobody on the gaudy wicker chairs nope. set. And her friend, for some reason, is just sitting there alone in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> He's the interviewer. His name's Jonathan. He was the yes. one who was supposed to interview for her for the show. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, she's J.B. Fletcher and yeah. whatever, whatever. And he tells her, oh, no, your interview with me isn't for two days. And she's like, what? Yeah. And she looks in her appointment book, and she realizes that she had transposed the dates yeah. and the times for two different things. Yeah. And she transported a dedication to a school library. That yes. she was, and she's like, I'm already 40 minutes late for that. So she would have totally blown that one anyway. Yeah. How is she 40 minutes late? Though? Yeah. She just arrived in what, town. Where is she supposed to do it at like 9, 10? I don't understand the 40 minutes. There's an extra 10 minutes that doesn't belong there. Right. You don't start things at 10 after. Oh, you don't set your alarm for 9, 12 or anything like no, that? No, no. <laughs> you usually do it on the hour. Right. When you're, like, cutting ribbons and whatnot. Right, right, It's right. on the hour. It's on the hour. So I don't understand the extra 10 minutes here. I don't either. I don't either. Okay. <laughs> so, I thought you might have some more insight. No, I have zero insight into as that. As to why the ribbon cutting would well, be done I at 9, Well, I am 10. a time lord, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, I, I have no insight into that issue. Okay, okay. But what I do have, an, not an insight, but an issue with, mm-hmm. is how little that's forgotten. Yeah, they like John, just don't Jonathan, care. Jonathan's like, He's like, well, they already know you're late. You're not coming. Yeah, so I guess we're going to go out on a date. Yeah, we're going to have fun. <laughs> and she's, she just kind of throws her hands in her, her head in her hands and is like, okay. I guess so. I guess so. I guess well, I'm I guess... the most irresponsible person ever. <laughs> well, my thing that I wrote down with that, I was like, everyone makes mistakes, but she doesn't. Yeah, it's a weird so this was together. So this goes with her, yeah. like, unadventurous palate. Although she was talking with Lafayette about gumbo and what makes a really good roux base. Right, that is true. Stale beer, he says. Yes. Wasn't there another show we were, wasn't it Magnum, where they were talking about stale beer or something? Yes, it was, was flat it? beer that goes in that health food drink. What is it with the 80s and flat and stale beer? Maybe that's all they could get. In the 80s? Yeah, yeah because the shocks, the shocks on their cars were so bad <laughs> that if they put beer in the cooler, it would be shaking <laughs> around so much it would be flat. Yeah, and they were like, yeah. this, this is medicinal and This now. is medicinal now. <laughs> we, we can't let it. Remember, medicinal back in the day was cocaine. Right. Well, okay. True. Yeah, the 80s wasn't much different. It was a wild west back then. flat beer in the 80s. That's that was so your weird. medicine. That's so weird. It's come up so much. And these are on the same, these are both on CBS, am I right? Yeah, I guess CBS execs were like, flat so beer, cure pretty, all. It's a cure all. <laughs> so, I had kidney stones. They're gone now. So, <laughs> So Jonathan takes her to the French Quarter for jazz. Right. Because And she's not even calling that school. She doesn't no, even care. No. She's like, I'm a celebrity. You know who I am? I'm J.B. Fletcher. <laughs> I don't need to dedicate this I'm library J. to a bunch of fifth graders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't have to apologize to them. They are introduced to a man named Eddie. Eddie is, there's, okay, there's a jazz musician named Ben. Yes. Eddie who is a very famous character actor. Mm-hmm. I want to say Stan Shaw is his name. Mm-hmm. I just saw him in the Madonna vehicle, Body of Evidence. Yes. He's in Monster Squad. He, yes, you he's see in him a lot. and you're going to be like, oh, yeah. it's that guy. Yeah. He is making coffee or tea for Ben, mm-hmm. and he's very concerned about how warm it is. He's like, Ben will get mad at me yeah. if, if it's too cold. Yeah, he has he has issues. Yeah, he's a, he seems simple, maybe. Mm, no, I so, would say more kind of leaning toward the autistic spectrum. You think he's on the spectrum, just, maybe? Just a bit. Just a bit. High functioning. High functioning. Yeah. He brings the tea over. Jonathan brings Jess over to where Ben and 
Space Mutiny's Cameron Mitchell. <laughs> what, was it, what else was it Cameron Mitchell in recently? We just saw something else with Cameron Space Mitchell. Mutiny. <laughs> well, okay. We watched it twice, I guess. We watched it with something else, something ridiculous. It was just a real treat yeah. to see him yeah, it was, in this today. Yeah, it was today. cool. Cameron Mitchell is Ben's manager. Mm-hmm. They're having, like, a big issue right now because Ben wants to leave New Orleans mm-hmm. and go to Las Vegas. Make it big. He wants to make it big in Las Vegas. Because he is the best sax player. But this... And clarinet player. And clarinet player. Apparently, he's both. He's both. He's good at he both. Likes, he likes the reed instruments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's weird to me, though, is as a jazz musician, mm. I feel like New Orleans is the place you want to go, not think, Nevada. But maybe Las Vegas had so many different shows. I guess. I don't I mean, know. I, guess I know Las to, Vegas like has a lot to offer, but. I don't feel like that's the niche. I would either go to New York. New York, maybe. Or New Orleans, but not or really even, Vegas. Or even straight up France, even Paris. That'd be cool. Yeah, but like, I see Nevada, especially, okay, Las Vegas at that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if we're talking Reno, we're talking hypnotists, but <laughs> <laughs> we're in Las Vegas. I'm thinking Frank Sinatra, right. Dean Martin. Crooners. Uh, Kind of crooners, but like mm-hmm. established, and then later on, of course, you have Britney Spears and you have your Celine Dion's. I yeah. don't see Ben the saxophone player <laughs> headlining the right. Bellagio. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it's a weird. take. I feel like you'd be bigger and better to just stay in New Orleans, but he wants yeah. to leave, go to Las Vegas, and he also wants to fire his entire backing group. His entire group that he started with from day one. Yeah, they've been together for like 16 years. Yeah, and he wants them all gone because they're getting too old and lumpy. Yeah, and he yeah he calls them worn out. Yeah. And at this point, Jess and Jonathan have come over. They've been introduced around the table. They kind of witness this whole drama going yeah. down. Cameron Mitchell, I love him in this situation. I don't remember his actual name. I'm just going to call him Cameron. Aaron Kramer. Not going to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool because he does a perfect manager schmoozy getting in with Jessica thing mm-hmm. where she's introduced as Jessica Fletcher, J.B. Fletcher. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I read all your books. They keep me up at night. You're the reason why I have these bags under my eyes. Right. And I was like, Wow, he really, like, it was just really smooth. When he's on his long international flights. And when he's on his long international flights. Mm. Mm-hmm. New alert. So, so that's basically how that scene ends. Like, mm-hmm. Ben wants to fire his boys. Mm-hmm. Jess meets everybody. She's involved now. <laughs> She's now, involved. And John See, and- now, I, I said, uh, when she does make this mistake of transposing the, the schedules. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I said, it's fate's hand. She's dealing. She's karma. She's the one who deals out justice. Yeah. She's meant to be there yeah, to yes. solve the murder. Yes, she would not have been there to she get this. She wouldn't have been there otherwise. That's wow. why she made this so mistake. She is like. She's karma's hand. She, she's like fortune spear. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. She's the living embodiment of karma. I like it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Another question I had. Yes. Is, does Jess strike you as a mm. jazz fan if you were to like meet jessica at a clam she bake strikes me as someone bake, so open-minded she's she wants to absorb every culture she's into everything so, including dixieland jazz including dixieland jazz because that tells her the music helps tell her who these people are oh so because she's like she grand takes, admiral Thrawn. yes she takes all of their environment including <laughs> their artwork reference. yes it was it was a great nerd reference <laughs> thank you Thrawn is amazing yes he is so she takes all of this, all of her surroundings, mm-hmm. in order to deduce the entire culture. And also a follow-up. Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite jazz musician? I don't know any. <laughs> well, you got Miles Davis. Okay. Kenny G. Well, Kenny G. Yanni. Is he is he jazz though? I really yeah, see him jazz. as our he's Christmas so... album. <laughs> he, I don't know him from anywhere else. He's like a smooth jazz. Kenny G. Is Christmas only. <laughs> no, Kenny G is litigious. I should stop doing that. Yeah. Especially is he? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> then stop saying that. Stop giving me false information. So, okay. So, Jonathan takes Jess to a live mm-hmm. performance at, like, the Bubo Barn or whatever. <laughs> wherever it is. Bourbon Barn. It's the Bourbon It's the barn on Bourbon Street. Oh. I thought it was, like, the bubonic <laughs> barn. Um, 
Yeah, they're gonna they're televising like I guess it's like his final final New Orleans performance. Yes. And and Mitchell and he a, wanted to say, "I'm out of here." Yeah, he wanted to say, "Bye, New Orleans. Hello, Las Vegas." <laughs> and Cameron Mitchell was like, "Please don't say that. Please don't say that. It's a dumb You'll line. You'll be stoned." It's stupid. It, it, well, he's your like, fans will get angry that you're leaving and happy about it. Let's not torch yeah. like the Brooklyn Bridge behind you. Let's yes. just be cool. Mm-hmm. You may want to come back here. At exactly. Some point. And so Eddie meets with Callie. Callie mm-hmm. is Ben's wife. Yes. Eddie clearly has feelings for Callie. Clearly. He brings her a flower. Mm-hmm. But Callie is super duper in love with Ben. Go figure. Even though He ben cheats on her constantly. Is, yeah, he's constantly And cheating. he's very open and truthful about it. Yes. And to the point where he rubs it in her face constantly. Yeah, and threatening her like, you're not going to leave me. Yeah, it's really funny because I think... It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Cheating is so funny. So funny. It's so funny when you lower Why don't that you in. let me finish my thought first? <laughs> okay. Sure. Go for it. When we were watching it, I go, oh, he's the one who's going to die. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> because nobody liked him. Yeah. So the suspect list was already piling up. Well, and even when one of his backup players And then this later... love triangle comes up, and I'm like, well, it's definitely either Eddie or Callie. Well, the thing is, yeah. Well, the thing is, we actually paused it. In, not because mm-hmm. of this, but we happened to pause it, like, where there's, like, 16 or 15 minutes left with the, yeah. the episode. And at that point, we already knew who it was. Oh, well, I knew almost immediately when there was <laughs> well, a love triangle when Eddie was handing her the rose. I was like, well, it's one of those two. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> that's one of the knocks against this episode. For yeah. Me. You, you realize really early yeah. on who it is. Even though his backup boys do actually say the famous Murder, She Wrote line. We all wanted him dead. We all wanted him dead. And I feel like Jessica would just be like, oh, my God, cheese and crackers, guys. (laughs) Why are you all so (laughs) murdery? Jonathan is taking Jess backstage, Mm -hmm. and they hear Ben and Cameron Mitchell fighting. Mm -hmm. Because Ben is not only leaving his boys behind, he's planning on firing Cameron Mitchell, too. So Ben is basically too big for his britches at this point. Yeah. And Ben comes out, and Callie's there. Callie gives Ben some... Oh, but let's let's first uh, put in the scene of throwing some spaghetti at the wall. Cameron Mitchell is yelling at him, saying he's going to be too big for his britches, and he's not going to be famous. I like the term, too big for your britches. Yeah, so I... He's, like, I, bursting out of the seams. He's bursting out of the seams. <laughs> Bruh! I wanted to get in these double zero jeans. <laughs> My britches burst! <laughs> So, but okay, so we covered that. Yeah, so so now there's a suspect here. Yeah, we got, well, we got tons of suspects. Yeah, we have tons of them, but we have to kind of. We are not in any lack of suspects. We've got some spaghetti to stick on the wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He runs into Callie. Right. Callie gives him some gum because apparently he's trying to quit smoking. But apparently he he's hasn't. Been, he's been doing drugs instead. He's been doing drugs instead. <laughs> These cigarettes will kill you. Got some Coke? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing the hard stuff. Heroin. <laughs> yeah, he's doing the. I think Callie's basically. I think she wants to leave him. I, well, no. she confronts him with that he's been cheating on her. She just confronts him every time he cheats on her. And like, she's I never really che- angry about it. She's very placid. Because she knows he will never, ever leave her. Well, and he tells her in a not romantic way, no. we'll be together forever. And you know why. Because she was because why. she said, you're free to leave whenever you want. He goes, no, I'm not. And you know why. So at that point, I I wrote... Something did just click into place for me. Yeah, at that point I wrote, Kelly seems to have something over Ben. Otherwise, (laughs) he'd drop her. Yeah. Because she's she's old hat. That's crazy that she loves him this much. Yeah, that's why it's so gross. I think the episode could have done better to portray Mm -hmm. how much she really loves him. Yeah. Because I... She looked shady throughout the whole thing. To me, she looked like... She was being held against her will. So my whole... See, this is where... Uh, I mean, see, I was on a different perspective. Yeah, you were on a different wavelength than mm-hmm. I was. I was viewing this all wrong. I'm realizing it now. Because like, I thought he was holding her no. when she was holding him. Mm-hmm. But that does not come across for me very well in really? the episode. See, I thought that was huge. Really? Because yeah. she seems so timid throughout the whole thing. She see, doesn't to seem me, to be lording seems, anything over him. To me, she seems calculating. 
Really? Yeah. I, th- mm. I thought she was very calculating. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm being played, I think. <laughs> <laughs> By a calculating woman. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think that's her point. So Ben goes on stage with his, his group, their farewell the performance. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I actually ask, can we skip through this? Because there are multiple montages of, of different music. jazz Yeah, songs. it's just like yeah. 10 second snippets of different And things. while they were all nice and lovely, I just didn't see the point. Yeah, it was just, it was really just padding out time. Mm-hmm. And But the best part of it, the part that was made it worth Fletcher's it. Fletcher's toe tapping? No, Eddie's no. facial expressions. Well, okay. <laughs> Eddie. Eddie's facial expressions are great, especially when you find out what happens at the end, because I'm like... Did he not know what was going to happen? Yeah. Because he was really into it. It doesn't matter. The music just hits you right here. It it hits you where you live. Where you live. (laughs) All right. But, yeah, no, I want gifts of all his faces. Oh, they were great. And every time I just make a comment, I want him standing behind me making, like, (laughs) like, ooh, yeah. (laughs) Facial expressions for me. Biting his lower lip. I mean, this is how he got his job for Monster Squad, for sure. Oh, yeah. So they're playing for a while, and just when we're you're getting really kind of tired of it, because mm-hmm. um, I go, when is he gonna die? Well, and, appa- <laughs> and apparently Eddie's job, okay, yeah. Eddie is his friend who we've established, mm-hmm. and he's kind of also his personal assistant. Right. Apparently Eddie's job on stage mm-hmm. is to make faces when Ben hits the high notes. Yep. And also hold a clarinet. Yes. He is. Does nothing else. No. He does not play the clarinet. No, he's, he's like the dancer in... Um, Mighty Mighty Boston? Yes. Uh, the hype man? Yes, the yeah. hype man. He's like the hype man. Yeah. 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 I love bringing the fact up that there's a member of the Mighty Mighty <laughs> Boston who does nothing but dance. Yeah. Yeah, he's that guy, except he doesn't dance. He entertains with his face. Yeah, okay. And just holds the clarinet or whatever instrument Ben needs. I think it's so funny that, like, a world-famous clarinet slash saxophonist would be on stage, and he'd be, like, wailing... Some guy in the background's going, ooh. And I'm like, look at that guy. That's the guy right there. The guy well, holding the clarinet. To be fair, that's all I saw. I didn't see the guy <laughs> holding the clarinet. True. He had much more I charisma. saw Eddie's face. That's Eddie all I could fantastic. see. I would, at this point, I'm going to jump ahead. I would suggest watching at least this scene. Oh, it's, it is yes, pretty good. It's excellent. So, Ben dies. Ben dies, yeah. He, he drinks a cup of coffee. There's a cup of coffee on... Yeah. Uh, no, he chews the gum first. Right. Because apparently that was his cigarette. And then he takes out the gum, I guess. Puts it under somewhere. Under Callie's piano, I think? I think so. Because Callie's in his group, too. Yeah, she plays the piano. And then he drinks a cup of coffee on Callie's piano. Right. And he puts that back. Yeah. And then he starts playing the clarinet. Yeah. Yep, that's it? Yeah, that's yep. it right there. And then he dies, and, and it sounded dies. like what I just did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's going to be a headliner. <laughs> so, <laughs> fortunately, at the Bubo Bar, yes. there's a doctor on site who looks at his eyeballs and is like, He's dead. He doesn't He's, check a pulse. No, no, he doesn't. He just looks at his eyes and goes, He's dead. He's maybe the worst well, TV doctor. Well, my favorite I've ever was seen. he comes running up. He He's goes, dead, I'm a doctor. <laughs> I'm like, Who are you? Yeah, I was like, I'm a doctor. And he just stops everybody and then looks at his eyes and goes, he's dead. And then proceeds to get everything else wrong. Wrong. And so I actually wrote, what kind of doctor is he? A psychologist? <laughs> yeah, because he's like, you had a heart attack. And, Jake, and Jessica Fletcher's like, he's he was poisoned. poisoned. There is like, he's like, like frothing at the Yeah, he's frothing at the mouth. His, his fingernails are blue. <laughs> His lips are turning purple. And, it's got and so when the detective, my favorite part was when the detective comes in, the doctor goes up to the detective and he goes, well, I think he died of a heart attack, but that woman over there says he was poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, oh, I was like, okay, extra doctor, you need to step out of you here now. To, you need to walk away. You you're need really to walk like, away. You're like a doctor of like, what are you? What are you? Yeah, he's, doctor of poetry? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't think he's an actual Biologist doctor. Well, and the detective, anatomy doctor. Detective Simeon Kershaw. Oh, yes. My fake Lestrade. Fake Lestrade. He is totally dubious of this whole thing. Oh, He's yeah. like, oh, really? She thinks it's murder. I know a publicity stunt when I see one. If this guy has not been poisoned, <laughs> you will get arrested. I'm going to arrest you. I'm going to arrest you for impeding an investigation. Yeah. But I'm like, if he just died of a heart attack, there's not really an investigation. Yeah. And so he you're just going to arrest them regardless? Fake Lestrade also walks onto the scene like pissed off he's even there. He's like, yes. He's like, who called this in? And the doctor's like, I did. Yeah. And he's like, why? 
<laughs> to that dead man right there. And I love that he goes, you know, autopsies cost money. I was like, dude, don't you want to know what happened to this guy? But it turns out, I think fake Lestrade didn't even like Ben in the first place because he keeps saying that he was a punk, punk yeah. and that he got away with murder years ago. So I'm glad he's dead. So I'm glad he's dead. And which point, Jonathan, just his friend Jonathan, is like, cops, they're the one thing in New Orleans that's just like the rest of the country. And we were like, oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. The detectives in these shows are across the board terrible. Yes, they really are. <laughs> which is why I think we need to watch an actual detective show. Okay. So we can, uh, we instill our faith in our detectives. <laughs> like Bones. Like Bones. <laughs> well, uh, no, he's an FBI agent and she's a bone doctor. They're right. not really detectives. Oh, right. We have, we want to, well, he's FBI. Yeah, they're Federal not. Federal Bureau of Investigation. Yeah, but he's not an actual detective like in police departments that they're always running into. He's an immortal vampire without a soul. Oh, no, an insult vampire. <laughs> an insult vampire. Yes, he's an insult <laughs> vampire. No, we need actual detectives. I think that's NCIS, I think. Okay. Well, I think they're NCIS. actual I, detectives. I guess we're going to have to watch NCIS. Or I guess we can watch NYPD Blue. I don't really want to watch that show. Though. I don't want to watch any of or these Law shows. Or Law & Order. I don't want to watch Law & Order <laughs> I don't want to watch any of these. We can watch The Glades. He's a detective. The Glades is good. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. So, like we said, the doctor misses every single thing about mm-hmm. all this. Jessica's been threatened to be thrown in jail for having the nerve to just even bring up the possibility of poisoning. Of justice? Jonathan's TV station manager, a guy named Carl Turnbull. It's a dumb Turnbull. Name. Turnbull. Mm-hmm. He wants to, he's like, great, we're going to We're going to air his death and it's going to be Awesome. Yeah, we're gonna do. We're gonna do that. And there that. was like nobody airs someone dying on even, TV. Even like current twenty-four hour news no. cycle does not show actual death on. No, TV. they don't. Or if they do, they blur it out or they warn you. There's before. massive warning. This, yeah. this was just like, hey, look at this guy. Now he's dead. Now he's dead. Look well, him. wasn't that fun? Yeah, wasn't it great to watch him have a heart attack? <laughs> <laughs> Feel really bad for his family and loved ones. <laughs> So moving on, we're the only ones with that exclusive footage. <laughs> so Jonathan <laughs> clearly thinks this is sordid. Yes. And he ends up actually getting fired from the... Yeah, because he takes a stand because he's like, Which this is, is wrong. Yeah, he's like, we should not be doing this. Exactly. We're not this. This is not us. And Cameron Mitchell decides, well, my most famous musician that I manage is mm-hmm. dead. Mm-hmm. Want to go on a date? Miss Jessica Fletcher. Miss <laughs> Jessica Fletcher. And she's like, yeah, all right, let's like, do okay. it. I'm in the Big Easy. Let's do this thing. <laughs> so they go on a date. But even though the date's kind of pointless, we do find out Yay. that Callie's real name is Carol. But, and that Ben had forced her to change her name to Callie because the name Carol was, was too, too highbrow. It was too highfalutin. <laughs> Carol. So, Cameron. I think your name is too highbrow. I'm going to name you Cock-a-doodle-doo. Yeah, exactly. This is your And you're going to have to deal with it. Yeah, how do you even get Callie out of... How is Callie less... I know. How is Carol highfalutin or high-flung? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. That made no sense to me, but I was like... How? And she's cool with it. And she's yeah. cool. And this is that's why what I I'm felt saying. She was, she's cool with it. That's why I felt like she was Stockholm syndrome through this whole no, episode. No, see, that's uh, it had the opposite effect on me. Yeah. So it's like if she's willing to take a name change, she's willing to do anything for this guy. Yeah, but that puts her in this subservient no, position it to me. No, it doesn't. It does to no. me. She's like, <laughs> I will do anything for you, not hold you under. She's under his thrall. Not the other way around, but she has the power in the relationship. Yes, she does. It's weird. I don't like this dynamic. It breaks my head. It doesn't fit into any known box. (laughs) These boxes are terrible. So, um, it's like trying to wrap an action figure. It's impossible. So, Jess goes to the police station. Mm Mm-hmm. And Detective Turns Simeon, out Lestrade is not such a dope after all. He had listened to her advice because the coroner originally came back and said terrible. it was a heart attack. Because he's terrible. Because he's terrible. And that's when fake Lestrade goes, no, do it again. And that's when they found the poison. They found the poison. We also found that they did actually show the death on TV. Yes. <laughs> oh, my. We also find out, this is where fake Lestrade really starts telling stories about Ben mm-hmm. out of class, I guess, and says, like, well, you know, Ben was a punk. 
back in the day when I was a beat cop. And I like how the actor, I don't know if it was written in, was like, yeah, I know, 14 years ago. Like, I was like, that's a weird, pointless detail to throw in there. <laughs> I've been a detective for 10. Yeah. Respect it. <laughs> yeah, he wants to like, let you know he's been a detective for a while. <laughs> this is a while ago when I was a beat cop. Trust me, I've been a detective for a while. <laughs> and he says that Ben, his brother, killed a clerk during a robbery. But it they... was Ben, Eddie, and Yubi, I want to say. No, Louie, I think. Louie. Because Louie died. His brother okay. died. I, and I don't know if it was Louie, but something like that. So yeah. don't quote me, bro. And, but, and that's when um, Callie said, no, they were there with her the whole time. Yeah, so she's, she's their alibi. And I wrote, Callie holds the alibi for Ben. That's why he couldn't leave her. Wow, you're doing really well with these shows figuring this stuff out. Because like I did not even think about that. I was like, yeah, of course he's not going to leave her. Even though he wants to leave her, it's obvious he wants to leave her. It's so weird how he we saw this differently. Because if he leaves her, he's afraid she's going to be like, no, I didn't hold the alibi. Right, even though she would she, get in trouble for she that. Could, not really. Oh, because she can say, he, can was say he was threatening her. That's so crazy. Because Calculating. I... Because me, when I saw it, I was like, oh, wow, he forced her to say this. And now she's going to get in trouble because she lied to cops. So wow, now... completely opposite thinking here. <laughs> I, I think we were watching two different episodes. I, I, don't, I really didn't get this episode, Wow, okay, okay. <laughs> so... Well, you did have um, our two-year-old just constantly in your face. Yeah, he was right there. Throwing stuff at you. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> you probably missed quite a bit. But we also find out that fake Lestrade is also an equal opportunity when it comes to murderers. Yes. Because they're like, they're all assuming, they're using male pronouns to mm-hmm. describe this murder. And he's actually like, it could have been a woman too. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's not sexist in the sense that uh, only men can kill people. So fake Lestrade really came on strong as like mm-hmm. a kind of jerk. But he actually did listen to Jessica. Yeah. And he's willing to keep an open mind in terms mm-hmm. of who the murderer might yeah, be. Yeah, so he turned himself around from our first impression. Yeah. I'm still going to call him fake Lestrade. Oh, totally. Yeah. And he probably is only mentioning a woman there, really, because he really thinks it's Callie already. Yeah, I think so. He's yeah. already kind of made up his mind. So Yeah, he'd be wrong. <laughs> oh, boy. So they go to the, down to the news station where they get, like, a widescreen version of <laughs> yeah. his death. Yeah. I want to see the letterbox of this. <laughs> and, they're, and they're watching like the Kennedy assassination tape of this guy dying like back and to the left. Just watching and everyone is up slow. And, down, up and, and down. forward slow and rewind slow. <laughs> and they're looking because Jess's thought is like, well, maybe since he died on camera, maybe we, we can, can see get, it. We can see the killer and killing so him. So most of them think the poison's in the coffee cup, but Be- not Jess. Yes, because. There was a coffee cup on Callie's mm-hmm. piano. He mm-hmm. drank it, and he died pretty soon after that. And then the coffee cup was gone, gone. nowhere it to dis- be found. Yeah, after she said, I looked for it, the coffee cup was gone. Someone yeah. got rid of it. Yeah. But what they But see, when you see this video, it shows Callie drinking out of the same coffee cup. So if it the poison was in the coffee cup, she'd, she'd be, be dead. dead, too. Well, I think fake Lestrade is like, well, maybe she was faking it. But I'm like, well, that's going a little far. I don't think she'd go that far to... Well, if she's as calculating as I think. <laughs> she's, like, dangerous. <laughs> no, I'm not putting her up there with Irene Adler. They're thinking, start to think it's the gum, because mm-hmm. Callie kept giving him gum. Yeah. And at this time, also, Jonathan, who has been fired from the station... Is hit... privy to detectives' work. Yeah, his boss comes in and is like, you need to leave right now. Oh, right. You're doing that scene? Yeah, yeah just really quick. Yeah. Just because I like how Jess... Oh, yes. I'd like to talk about that one, too. Because Jess yeah. wields power like a Norse deity in the yeah, It was amazing. <laughs> She's like Thor. I said, use your power influence for good. Because <laughs> this guy comes in, Turnbull comes in and tells Jonathan, you're not supposed to be here. You were fired. Mm-hmm. And Jessica says... That's unfortunate because I was going to go on his show mm-hmm. and say exactly how this guy died. Yeah. And it was going to be an exclusive, but I guess I'll just have to go to your competitor now. Yeah. And so then Turnbull basically gives Jonathan his job back. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. In order to make that happen. And I go, oh, another argument for being Karma's hand. <laughs> Karma's hand. I like that. <laughs> she, and, but then she also says to Jonathan, she's like, well, I really got to solve this mystery now because yeah. <laughs> I've made a promise that I'm going to expose everything on that your show. That man was just so insufferable. I had to say something. <laughs> so I have like six hours to solve this sucker. Otherwise, I'm going to have nothing on this. Well, if she's supposed to be as similar to Holmes as the writers think she is, she should have already solved it three hours ago. She probably has. Okay. She's she's narrowed it down quite like, well. 
in, in some of these books, they'll go up to Holmes and they'll tell them hit their problem. And he goes, yeah, I solved it. Yeah, he just likes going around. <laughs> Holmes just seems to like going like, around. How, how did you solve this? All this guy said was, and then I left. I solved it. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. And then he just goes through the motions for the next yeah. six hours, like bored out of his mind, waiting for Watson to <laughs> well, catch up. Well, that's why he does his cocaine. <laughs> that's right. He's bored. Yeah. Whenever he's bored, he does cocaine. That is true, though. That is true. Yes. That's what Watson says. Every time yes. he gets bored, he starts, like, getting high. <laughs> <laughs> she meets up with Lafayette again. That's the cab driver. Garrett Morris. Again, I feel it's so weird that they got Garrett Morris for such a relatively small role. He's essentially the Jar Jar Binks of this episode, too. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of there. But, um, and this is where Lafayette proves he knows everything. Yes, he does. Everything. Everyone, where they're going to be at, what they're doing. He knows where Ben's recently fired group is going to be auditioning. Yes. Not playing. No auditioning yes in all of new orleans and it's cameron mitchell's scheduled appointment it wasn't just an open audition yes or calling for musicians no 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 this was a special appointment yeah and yet lafayette knows it but it's also pretty amazing when he sees cameron mitchell and he because he knows everyone yeah he goes no you stay away from him yeah he's tapped into the ley lines yeah he's like yeah he's like jessica fletcher you stay with me so, and, because this guy's bad news. And Jess basically says, or something to the effect of, like, don't worry, I trust him. We're going to go on that sightseeing tour later. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to drive with Mitchell now. Mm-hmm. And Lafayette's like, all right, I'm going to follow, I'm gonna follow you. But I'm going to follow And in the next scene, I think you can see his silhouette behind them. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's really nice. Yeah. So, if you ever go to, if you ever go to New Orleans, find Lafayette. Find he's Lafayette. A, yeah, he's, he's a, a great, great cab guy. driver. He'll yeah. teach you how to make... Gumbo with stale beer, you know, great guy. I don't understand how stale beer makes a good roux. I don't know either. That doesn't make sense because roux is basically milk and flour. Right, which is like if I was making a beer batter for, like, fish and chips. Yeah. I want that beer to be a little bit Yeah, frothy. I'm not under... Uh, I wonder if that's a real thing. We should check it out sometime. Let's check it out. RPG recipes. RPG recipes. Yeah, be sure to check out RPG recipes, family edition, by the way. <laughs> we, we've got poultry curry coming up from Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and, uh... Plug! <laughs> plug that, sucker. <laughs> so... Cameron Mitchell and Jess are driving around. Mm-hmm. Jess is talking to him, and he just flat out admits to smuggling. Like he doesn't <laughs> even, he doesn't even like bandy about or right. beat around the bush. He's just like, yeah, I smuggle all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, and she's I, like, and she's I go, like drugs. Yeah, I was like, and he goes, no, no, God, no. no God, what do you think? I'm a it monster? was like, yeah, it was very insulting. And I go, then what is he smuggling? And the show doesn't tell you for because a while. For it's a while, from South America, and I guess my American bias is getting the better of me because I go, what are they bringing up here from South America? I was thinking like exotic snakes and stuff. And, That's where my brain. I was like, is he bringing up like anacondas or something? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what is the contraband from South America? Is it like fruit that might be carrying dangerous bugs? He's smuggling I fruit like, like through like. Customs. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. And I was like, man, my ignorance is really showing on he, this. He's got like a piranha like side <laughs> business where he's selling piranhas. To or like parakeets. Yeah, yeah, and then they're yeah. like putting them in the lakes, and it's, yeah. it's an invasive species, and it's a nightmare for everyone. Don't smuggle piranhas. No, don't. But I don't yeah, want to jump into a lake. But no, it pissed me at. off. It annoyed me so much that the show wouldn't tell. Yeah. Like she asked drugs. He's like, no, no, not drugs. Not drugs. And then it doesn't But he did he say clarify. that Ben started smuggling drugs. Yes. And he did not approve. And that, yeah, he was mm-hmm. very anti-drug. It was mm-hmm. the 80s. Just say no, you know, so. Yeah. Say no to drugs, man. Just say no to drugs. Yeah, so I literally had no idea what he was smuggling. <laughs> and I think Jess says that fake Lestrade's theory is that Callie killed Ben with gum. And they're scraping all the gum at the bottom of every chair in this, like, Bubo barn. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. Callie would go through hell for yeah. Ben. Mm-hmm. Again, <laughs> she's being forced no, under his No, no, she's so obsessed. And see, the way I thought was she was so obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. Not only would she do anything for him, like change her name. Right. She would cover for mur- murders for him. So she was so obsessed and devoted to him. Right. That there's no possible way she would even kill him. Right. She was not under his thumb at all. But she was so obsessed with him that he was actually locked in okay, place. So here is my theory. Okay. That she was so tired of Ben's philandering ways of See, being held under ma- his thumb. It makes sense coming from your direction. Right. 
But there are. I was totally, I was totally fooled by the show. See, I was not. I was zigged when mm-hmm. I zigged when I should have zagged. No, I saw the straight line coming. Yeah, you yeah. saw the straight line. Coming. I saw, I saw the straight line. <laughs> I knew what was happening. There's no way Kelly would ever lift a finger against him. Right. She was so devoted. Right. To the fact where she was blackmailing him to stay married <laughs> to him. Right. So, <laughs> you know, right. she's not exactly on the up and up. Right. So we see New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Way too clean for New Orleans. Way too clean. <laughs> now, New Orleans is a beautiful city. It really it's is. a very nice culture. It has a lot of excellent architecture mm. and, and interesting smells, if you ever go. Because it's in a swamp. <laughs> so there's swamp grime everywhere. It's covered in it. I, I walked the streets one day in my khakis and like three inches from the bottom. You had to burn those khakis. I did burn them. Three inches <laughs> from the bottom of those pants. Yeah. Was covered in black gunk, just because swamp grime is everywhere. Everywhere, it just is everywhere. It's like the blob just getting. Because on it's you. the swamp, you can't do anything about it. Yeah, it just gets everywhere. It just gets everywhere. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful city, but you have to know it's built on a swamp. <laughs> right. Well, again, the culture is great. The architecture is mm-hmm. great. Location not so great. No, Cajun cuisine is amazing. Mm-hmm. Love it, mm-hmm. but it's in a swamp, guys. So it's dirty. And so the sets were way too clean <laughs> well, for me to believe they were actually in New Orleans. Well, and they totally were not in New Orleans. No, not at all. And to save money, his, like, wake or his viewing mm-hmm. is at the Bubo Barn. Like, we're not making another set. <laughs> no. I don't even think they set the cameras any differently. No, I they didn't. I think they just cleared the set, yeah. left the cameras standing where it mm-hmm. was, and then just moved in his corpse, yeah. and then they filmed the scene. Yeah. It would have made sense to at least see some spackling of mildew yeah. on the walls. Yeah. That would make so much more sense to me. Right, right. And for <laughs> someone as famous as Ben, mm-hmm. there wasn't that many people at his viewing. No, there was... Well, we uh, came out the end. Oh, we're at the tail end? Yeah, we're at the very tail end when they're kicking everybody out. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And Eddie rests Ellie, who I've not really pointed out. Miss Ellie Mm -hmm. is the name that Ben gave to his clarinet. It was the instrument he was playing before he died. Yeah. And he he sets it upon... No, Emma. Really? Wasn't it Emma? Was Uh, it Emma or Ellie? uh I thought it was Emma. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Or was it Ellie? (laughs) Uh-oh. If only IMDb Trivia was here to help us. <laughs> this clarinet actually belonged to the 60-year-old daughter of we'll the director. Missy. We'll call her Missy. Missy. The clarinet had a name. Missy. Missy. And Eddie rested on Ben. And Eddie gets super emotional at this point. Yeah. Like, he's just bawling. I don't think... He's he... the only one acting in this show. Yeah. Whether that's good or not, I don't know. And you can tell from this scene, if you hadn't already figured it out... He did it. <laughs> it's kind of obvious. Yeah, but he did it, it. But it's like, you can also tell. He did it. He loved this guy. Loved him. But at the same time, Murdered you can also him. tell that he doesn't think that what he did was wrong. Well, we figure out a little bit why this yeah. all is. And it, yeah. it makes sense. And the, yeah. the, We'll get to the end because I got some stuff I want to bring up at the end. Yeah, well, first I wanted to ask. Yeah. Did Jess narc on Cameron Mitchell? That's what I'm wondering. Because <laughs> they're in the middle. So the police crash the <laughs> funeral. Funeral. <laughs> or the viewing, anyway. Right. Not the funeral, because we go to the funeral. Oh, but, right, right. But they crash it and freaking arrest Cameron Mitchell in yeah. front of everyone for this for contraband. Least, and they, yeah. again, they call it contraband. You've been smuggling in a contraband. And we're like, what is he smuggling <laughs> into the country? <laughs> is it nuclear weapons? What is this? What is going on? Exactly. Oh, and we should say, the reason why he's smuggling is because he's not a very good manager. Yeah, and so he's trying to keep all of these musicians and... Fed. He wants to make sure they can get paid. Exactly. So he's been making some money on the side. So he's really not making money for himself. No. He's just making enough money so he can pay for his musicians. Exactly. So he's kind of a nice guy. Sure. And he's not dealing drugs, so I kind of have no problem with what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. To be honest with you. I guess he's bringing in uh, Incan artifacts, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> and and like I'm sure the, you can sell those for a lot of money. And because like fake Lestrade is like carrot top and he needs to have like <laughs> props. He like reaches into the casket, rifles around a corpse, pulls out the clarinet. And he's like, it killed him with this. It was poison. The reed was poison. And Eddie freaks the F. Out. Yeah, he's like, no, you put that back. He is out acting 
everyone. Well, yeah, because it. he's a legit actor. Yeah, he's a legit actor. He's a legit actor. I mean, so he's really he's Cameron Mitchell's pretty good. Yeah, but Eddie's legit. Yeah, Eddie's legit. Yeah, and um, he starts freaking. So he outacts everybody. Everybody. So then we finally find out what what the contraband is, mm-hmm. and it was artwork. From Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was our work, and I was like, "Where's the Hawaii Five O?" You know, you know, Cameron Mitchell could almost double for the Papa Hemingway guy from <laughs> from the Magnum And this could be like after yes! he left there. Yes. <laughs> oh, and what was her name? Who blackmails him for the art piece in order to like get it back? Because it, yeah, it was Booten. It was Booten. <laughs> and I was like, I better see her dead next episode. <laughs> And she's dead in this one. And she's dead in this one. Or she's not showing. Yeah, but he was taking jewelry, artwork. To me, I'm kind of like whatever with Mm -hmm. that in terms of smuggling. I I mean, okay. Yeah. (laughs) He's not stealing it. He wasn't stealing the art or the jewels, right? Yeah, he was. If you're smuggling something in. I thought he was just bringing it in without claiming it. No, you don't go to a city and be like. He's like a cat burglar? Yeah. Yeah. Cameron Mitchell sneaky? Wow, I did not know. I did not know what was going on in this episode. (laughs) I thought he was like buying. Maybe he is just a smuggler. He's like buying things off the black market. See, I didn't see him buying it. (laughs) He's not a cat burglar. He's not cat woman. Just whip. (laughs) Okay. Look up Cameron Mitchell. <laughs> You'll realize why this is so funny. Because there's no way this guy is breaking into anybody's home. Okay. Unless it's on Christmas Eve and he's leaving you presents under the okay. tree. <laughs> okay. So you're probably right. Yay! Okay. I said probably. <laughs> don't get, don't <laughs> there's get a too percentage there. of being wrong. <laughs> so there's a possibility of you being right. search on Ben and found marijuana. And I was like, yes. was he no. following marijuana no, no, in condoms? No, no, it wasn't it's on marijuana. Ben. No, it was not on Ben. I remembered this line now. Okay, it just it came to me just now. Okay, so when when fake was shot. But there was a body cavity search involving marijuana. Yes, yes. Okay. And let me get to it. Okay, okay. Okay, when fake was shot is telling Jessica Fletcher why he thinks Cameron Mitchell did it. Right. He said that one of the band guys. Yeah, probably you be. <laughs> no, I don't think it was any of them. Well, okay. He was in the process of smuggling some stuff in. Okay. But customs caught him with marijuana up his butt. <laughs> who's up? Who's butt? Just a random band member. Uh, oh, that, oh, that's how they caught Cameron Mitchell. Yeah, because they then the this guy, because the band the, member who was smuggling in the marijuana against against Cameron Mitchell's wishes, right? Then said, "Hey, no, I've got a bigger fish for you to fry if you let me." And that go. wasn't Ben who was doing that. No, it wasn't Ben. Why would you smuggle marijuana in while mar- you're smuggling in these big old diamonds or but whatever? But why would you smuggle marijuana up your butt in a condom? I why? Don't, it's I don't marijuana, know. for God's sake. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think don't it was know. the 80s. I think it was the 80s. And like everybody that point, put condoms up their butt in the 80s. <laughs> Every, everybody was. Well, remember this happened we in Magnum P.I. too, in the pilot episode. Right, but that was Coke. Yeah, but, you know. But, I mean, like. It's still in a condom. But, like, I think in the 80s with the Just Say No Dare initiative, mm-hmm. I think marijuana was held up there like, this is just as bad as heroin. Okay, well, then he was smuggling in marijuana, <laughs> and then he narked on Cameron yeah. Mitchell. So, Jessica did not nark on him. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, see what I'm saying? I just remembered that line, and so uh, I was like, okay. oh, thank God she didn't. Yeah, because we really did. We were like, like, because they were having, like, a friendly conversation, yeah. and then you have to assume that she just went right to fake Lestron, like, was like, oh, this has nothing to do with the murder, but he's a smuggler. He's a smuggler. <laughs> I was like, that seems really kind of rude, Karma's hand. <laughs> Karma's hand? I mean, he's not doing well, it for bad things. To, he still went to jail. He still went to jail. This is true. Because <laughs> that's the end of it. You don't see Cameron Mitchell nope, again. Nope, not again. <laughs> So, while they're having this discussion about body cavity searches and marijuana, <laughs> he gets a call from, and they say, the reed has no poison on it. Yeah. And, and he's shocked by this. He is just, like, dumbfounded. He says there's literally nothing on the reed. Nothing on the reed. So, they're, like, back to the drawing board, mm-hmm. I guess. 
So once again, mm-hmm. Jessica Fletcher gets her big clue through television. <laughs> I, are they trying to tell us something? Yes, the more we watch TV, the smarter we the get. The smarter we get. <laughs> so she's watching a commercial for toothpaste. <laughs> where the dentist, if you're a dentist out there, stop scolding your patients. We get it. Mm, yeah. We're already ashamed. <laughs> We're Just ashamed. be glad we're coming in and getting our teeth done. We're ashamed. We feel like monsters already. <laughs> you don't need to shame us. But this guy is like, this dentist on this commercial is like, hey, you've been eating that blueberry pie again, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, no, no. And he's like, he's like, don't lie to me. I see blueberry stains on your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't they have gone with coffee? I know. I've Why never blueberry heard of, pie? Do blueberries stain your teeth? I've, I've never, never heard of that. A, I love blueberries. I don't have stained Blue teeth. teeth? What the heck? But apparently, there was a big problem. In the 80s with blue blueberries teeth. And blue teeth. Like no, they're probably stained maybe a light purple. I say purple. From the, from the blueberries. Purple, but like. But, okay, I, eat, know, but I love blueberries, and I've never had purple stained teeth. And this monster has been eating so many <laughs> blueberry pies that her mouth, she's like, I gotta make an emergency trip to the dentist <laughs> because this is unacceptable. <laughs> My purple teeth make me look like a freak. <laughs> And then he comes in, and he's like, you should use this toothpaste for your blueberry monster. She's like Violet Beauregard from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But this is the clue that yes. she needs. And she's like, Lafayette! And he appears. He's like, yes, he's magic. Opona. He's like, like, when Link blows the whistle and the horse yes. comes immediately. Like, that's Lafayette. <laughs> and she she now crashed. Yes. She has a chance to crash at another funeral. Yes. Two in one episode. She's on a roll. <laughs> and she crashes Ben's funeral. And, you know, it's clearly California. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And we find out, okay, here here's the last scene of the whole whole kit and caboodle here. Yeah, it all just ends here. It really just ends here. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Callie, wait. Okay. (laughs) So the coffee was supposed to be poisoned. Was supposed to be poisoned. Mm -hmm. But Callie didn't want to kill Ben. So she dumped out the poisoned coffee Mm -hmm. and put regular coffee. Mm -hmm. Unpoisoned coffee. Yes. The best kind of coffee. The best kind. <laughs> and you can stay away from that poison stuff. <laughs> Sometimes I have trouble keeping away from it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so when he drinks it, she drinks it, everything's fine. But she wanted to make it look like the coffee cup was poisoned. So she Because threw... when she did see Ben die and heard Jessica say it was poisoned, she knew exactly what had happened. Exactly. So she wanted to throw them off the trail. So she wanted them to think it was the coffee, not realizing mm-hmm. that they filmed her drinking the coffee. Yeah. Even though that seems weird that she was like, I'm going to have a sip of this unpoisoned coffee off camera. <laughs> but... Anyway, she's like, okay, they're going to think it's the coffee. I'll get rid of the cup, and that will look like whoever poisoned, poisoned him. Poisoned the coffee. Poisoned the coffee, and that they tried to eliminate the evidence. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then the problem was, and she's like, well, it wasn't the coffee. It was the reed. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but you say the reed was had com- nothing, on, nothing it. on it. And she's like, that's exactly right. It, it was too clean. on it. They used that blueberry toothpaste. <laughs> or... It is a completely new read. Yeah. Because he had just drank coffee. And then she's like, black coffee. Like it should my have soul st- should have stained. <laughs> should have been black new- like my soul. Black like my soul. And she's like, and, and that read should have been covered with coffee. <laughs> but it was there was nothing there. So mm-hmm. someone replaced that read. Mm-hmm. And we find out okay, this is where I'm a little hazy. So Kaylee changed the read too. Or did no, Eddie change no, the Callie read? changed the read. Uh, not, no, changed... Callie did not change the read. She had nothing to do with the read. She was not going to kill Ben. Right. Because remember, she's hopelessly devoted to him. Hopelessly devoted to yeah. you. Yeah, she was that. I think that our harmonies were perfect. <laughs> I sang it properly for a reason. It was. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> just so you know. I like to be a I, little pitchy just, just for... Just, just for just S's so. and G's. <laughs> normally, perfect. Perfect pitch, normally. So, so, okay, so she did not remove the reed. 
She just right. removed it. She used just coffee. Yeah. But Eddie removed the reed. Yeah, because Eddie wanted him dead. Eddie, who loves him. Who loves him. And he repeatedly says, I loved him. He was the best friend to me, but that must But here's die. the reason why he killed him. He was in love with Callie. Mother. And he was tired. Not only was he tired of seeing Ben constantly cheating on her right. and treating her like garbage. Right, yeah. But Ben said he had to kill Callie. Because he couldn't get a divorce. Because he couldn't get a divorce. Because <laughs> he was like, Callie will tell about our alibi. Right. So she has to die. We gotta, she's got to die. We've got to kill her. So I'm going to buy some Karari in <laughs> South America. Here it is. Yes. And ben. I'm going to poison her to yes. death. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eddie was like, well, I couldn't let you kill Ka-. So he was really torn here. Yeah. Because he loves Callie and he loves Ben. Yeah. But Ben was actively trying to kill Callie. Yeah. So Eddie was like, I got to kill that. I have to kill Ben. I got to kill Ben. That's the only because solution Because my, my love for Callie outweighs my love for, for Ben. Ben. You know. Mm-hmm. So he poisoned the reed, waited till he mm-hmm. was going to have a solo with Missy, mm-hmm. and he dies. And he cries. And that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the scene. End of do you the think, episode. Do you think Jess lets him go at the end? Do you think she? God, or? no. He's arrested for murder. She's she seems very, hand. She seems very sympathetic. She's a justice warrior. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? There's no gray areas I, with Jessica Fletcher. I really sympathize with you, Eddie. No one is above the law. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to the pokey. <laughs> <laughs> and I need some gumbo. Yeah, and Lafayette comes out of nowhere. He's like, here's he's gumbo. Big, he's got a big pot. He's stirring it with a wooden spoon. <laughs> so I could go with some gumbo. I could, too. Sounds good. That's good. Why are we always hungry when we do these episodes? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, that was Murder to a Jazz Beat. Mm-hmm. What are your... Or the clarinet sobbing. Or the clarinet sobbing. Yeah, so, again, Japan... Giving the giving the game a little bit the away. The clarinet was the murder <laughs> weapon the whole time. Yeah. Thanks, title. <laughs> Thanks. Um, what's going on, Japan? Come on. <laughs> Leave some mystery here. It's like you want people to know what happened. <laughs> we titled the episode Eddie Ben's Friend Did It. <laughs> so so um, how how did you feel about the episode? Well, I I, I enjoyed it more Loved than it. you, apparently. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have helped if I knew what was going on, because <laughs> I was in another world completely of what completely. was going on. Yeah, there was one point, because like you said, our, our son kept coming in wanting stuff from me. Yeah. And I was like, so wait, what happened there? Like, what was uh, fake Lestrade's theory? And you said something, and you're like, I don't know. And you're like, do you want me to rewind? I'm like, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> Screw it. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> but clearly it should have mattered because you were so off. I was like, <laughs> I was in like the cootie town of this episode. <laughs> All by myself like, that Callie, <laughs> she's a real, she, poor Callie. She's just really getting I run mean, over it is, by that It brand. is still poor Callie because she would let him do anything terrible to her. Yeah, but she, yeah. She, but she, but she's just so devoted to him. Hopelessly <laughs> devoted to you. Yeah, I, I think he sang too much of that song. <laughs> One note is too much. So, yeah, um, I guess I like the episode then, now that we've talked about we it. We had a I, good time. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Are you telling me what I think of this episode? Yes, I am. I'm going to tell you that. Oh, and <laughs> because in an earlier scene. Oh, and scene, by the way, you like this episode too, yes, so shut up. Yes, you do like this episode. Okay. And I can get away with that because Jonathan... When Jessica is asked to go to the barn in the first place. Boobo barn, yeah. The boobo barn. <laughs> to listen to this jazz concert from Cameron Mitchell. Uh-huh. Jonathan perks up and he goes, she'll be there. <laughs> and I go, oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I kept going back to like, I was like, does Jess even like jazz? <laughs> like, <laughs> she just keeps being dragged around here. I was like. I guess he had a Zydeco festival. I was like, she's focusing on Belle right now from Twilight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Being like, just being dragged around, having people answer her questions for her. <laughs> She'll be there. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, in the meantime, uh, look forward to another Magnum PI episode next week. I have no idea what it's going to be about. I'm hoping it will be better than last week's. Ugh. 
But this was this was actually a nice episode well, to watch <clears throat> after that one because that was a real bad one. Yeah, it really was. Uh, but I'm hoping we get to do a special edition soon. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, yeah. Uh, it should be time for one. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, maybe maybe do this every fourteen episodes. Okay, we'll try something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay, so it's good. Okay. So anyway, um, you can always get us on Twitter at Magnum She Wrote. You can get us on email magnumsherote at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if you want to take us out with a little 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 uh, scatting, a little jazz scatting, like sure. Okay, ready? Okay. Hopelessly devoted to you. Don't you guys feel so loved right now? That's a lot of grease we sang today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the only line we know from that stupid song. I don't know any others. I don't know. Do they sing other songs? I, I don't think there are any other lines. I think it's just that repeated on a loop. <laughs> Sandy. Ah. That's all I know. That's as far as I got. I got one word into that song. I don't know Greece. I, I don't know. I don't know Greece. Yeah. yeah. We should I mean, watch Greece. No. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah, have a great week. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Be we focused. are hopelessly devoted to you. Hopelessly devoted to you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't <laughs> you like enjoy Callie. our devotion? <laughs> we're, and we're going to keep you with us. We know <laughs> secrets about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you're stuck with us for life. <laughs> Once you've, like, <laughs> entered this podcast in your brain, we have a full, direct line of <laughs> all your deep, darkest secrets, <laughs> and you're not going to leave us. Exactly. So, anyway. So we'll see if in another future episode of Murder, She Wrote, how Jessica Fletcher is Karma's hand. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I like that. Okay. Yeah. But (laughs) we'll see you guys. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.